Welcome everyone to the Rest Podcast, where our goal is to help each and every one of you displace confusion, chaos, and dis-ease in order to heal and find significance in life. I am your host, Natalie Williams, and I am here with the author of The Reconstitution Method for Healing and Rest, Virginia Dixon. Mitchell, I'm so thankful to have you on with me today on so many levels and for so many reasons. So thank you for joining me. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks so much for reaching out. I'm excited to be here. It was so fun to see you and Caitlin pop in to the office the other day with this precious gift from the Nightbird Foundation. Thank you so much. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that was a a picture doodle quote that Jane had done a handful of years ago. It was actually on Christmas Day that she did it. So I, you know, scanned it in and and framed it because I think it's a good reminder of, you know, the Lord's mercies are new every morning and that we have an opportunity every morning to to choose what we're going to do with it. I, I want to read it. It says, tomorrow is a brand new day. And then it's got like a little rainbow. Underneath it says, with no mistakes, written really big, in it yet. And this is so Jane, this is so classic Jane. I'm often asked, why rest? Why rest? And I say, because without rest, we become sick. And if that's not mitigated, if it's not reconciled, that toxic pattern of living in a state of unrest, it'll ultimately lead to disease states. And I will never forget the day your sister came to our day of rest. And she didn't say a single word, which anybody that knows Jane, that's amazing. But she said very, very, very little. And she was a little bit hard to read. And at one point after lunch, I'll never forget, she put her hands on her head and she said, oh, my. I get it. I get it. I get it. I get it. The conflict, the confusion, chaos, and disease was really within me. In this rebellious hope that I kind of had, right? Or this rebellion that was kind of in me that I found its expression in how I lived and how I loved and how I wrote music and this beautiful creativity, right? That we both know she had. She said, it's really. A lot of it was me trying to find my way with me and with God and in time and with people. But she had this beautiful realization and that was a switch. And it was so transformative that this year I said, we've got to launch this gift of rest. I've been wanting to do it for a decade, but this was so transformational in Jane's life, Mitchell. And as it is in the life of people who experience it, especially when they're able to come here to Southern California, we're going to have one in Newport Beach coming up in February. But when people can come and experience it and engage in the community of it, it's just transformational. And it's a beautiful season. It's a beautiful time to really make this available. It's been a long, long time dream of mine to offer the gift of rest so that people can give this to each other. When I met Jane, one of her biggest things was 
Virginia, if I could only get my brother in here, if you only meet my brother, but he's, he's a tough one. I, I don't know. He's, he's, he's a hard sell, which was you, of course. And it's just been an incredible thing to have you be a part of all this, but such an honor on this. We're heading to the anniversary of her passing to be able to do this during Christmas. It's just meant a lot to me personally. Yeah, absolutely. Again, thanks so much for you know taking care of Jane as much as you did over the you know the time that that she had here on this earth with us and and I think from the rest you know perspective we were talking about this a little bit earlier and as it pertains to the gift of rest that we're talking about uh, launching this you know this Christmas is you know Jane as it is with Jane's story like she was able to do you know what she was what she did because of the generosity of thousands of people even millions of people giving you know, money and time and talent and treasure towards her, you know, moving the direction that she needed to move. But she was also blessed enough to be on site with you, being able to go through these rest modules in your own way, you know, going through the day of rest and all of that. And so Jane was able to do that. And it was very, very helpful for her and transformative to the way that she thought, the way that she navigated her own uh, issues internally and, and so on and so forth. But you know, the beauty of what we have today is that, you know, rest and the day of rest, it's now available on demand. It's now available in such a way that it can it can hit um, everybody, you know, and you don't have to get on a plane and fly to Southern California and meet with Virginia on a weekly basis and, you know, spend a bunch of time doing that. But and money, say, you know, and money and money. I mean, the money, the money portion of it is really a huge, you know, a huge issue in a lot of ways, you know, for that. So just that element of it is really wonderful. And I'm just, I'm thankful that, you know, the team at Rest has worked so diligently, you know, Natalie and Riley and everybody that, you know, they've done such an amazing job putting together a great package for people to be able to to access this program. I, I will say this, and, you know, we're talking about this a little bit earlier on as well, just when we were driving, is, you know, Jane's story is one that's sort of extraordinary in a lot of ways, you know, like, she had like she had breast cancer. She had all of this disease that was happening internally. She had these things that she had to navigate on her own, you know, like so she was working towards healing towards this insurmountable obstacle of this breast cancer. Um, but I think the beauty of what rest has to offer is that it's not just for terminal breast cancer patients to navigate their last days, you know, mm -hmm. but instead, you know, it's a set of principles and it's it's a really a worldview and a mindset. That allows somebody like me, uh, healthy, you know, like 33-year-old man with a wife and four kids, be able to navigate my own internal issues and my own internal uh, consequences of my actions and things of that nature as I, as I walk through in my days. So, you know, the like the, the breadth of impact that this program and this package can have, I think can, can really can't be overstated because it's not just oh, well, Jane had breast cancer and she was a terminal diagnosis and rest helped her, you know, get her house in order before she passed away. Like, that's not the story. The story is a high school kid figuring out how to navigate, you know, his life and us being able to come alongside of him and give him a framework for that. It's the single mom with three kids, not really sure, you know, how she ended up where she ended up, you know, or it's the 55, 60 year old man who's hitting his midlife crisis and not sure, you know, how to navigate his life at that point. And I think that rest really appeals to those different audiences because it's not anything special to cancer patients or to really, really dramatic cases, but rather it's a universal set of principles that allow us to navigate life 
in the way that we should. And I think that that's why this gift itself is a really compelling gift, especially in this season. Well, I'm so thankful we can launch it in honor of the impact she's had on the world. Because as Jane stepped into this place of rest, it was amazing what unfolded in her life. And it really caused me to think differently about we the fact that we really are our own worst enemies. And the obstructions in our lives are often generated by our own pain, by our own conflicts, by our own fears, by our own inability to forgive ourselves and others. And Jane came into alignment with those difficult conversations with me through a lot of tough, tough, tough meetings and an incredible amount of hard work. But the fruit of that was that when that switch was flipped, the universe, the divine, God's blessings, however you want to look at it out, everything she was made for and she hungered for, right? Everything she was made for literally came into alignment and the floodgates of what the world would deem as success opened up. She became a global phenomenon overnight. She became a millionaire overnight in the midst of this horrific pilgrimage, colorful pilgrimage, terrifying pilgrimage in time and with cancer. But you and I saw firsthand the backdrop of that. And it was really a pilgrimage through rest. And I've never heard anybody explain it as well as you just did, because we were so intimately involved in that process. But man does not exist in a vacuum, nor did Jane. And one of the most tormenting thoughts to her was, I have this dream, I have this conviction, I have this gift. And how is God so cruel? Why in the world would he give this to me and then take it away? I feel like he's playing games with my life. And I remember saying to her, is he? Or do you just have so many blinders on from your expectations and your view of God that you're missing everything that's within your reach, but you won't humble yourself, break yourself to down and see yourself Reconcile the conflict within yourself to see that you've been the greatest obstruction in your own pilgrimage. And I'll never forget, Mitchell, when she reconciled the conflict, peace and freedom came and healing immediately followed. And I saw that girl go from the edge of death, the end of time, to complete complete transformation as a man thinks in his heart so he is it was such a beautiful thing and with that came the gift that was promised her in the form of a dream the gift that's promised you that's promised me that's promised us right human beings are born for a purpose we don't live in a vacuum and our purpose is usually found in these dreams that sometimes we bury alive other times we chase them to our own demise and our own destruction right which in some ways was Jane's kind of story, right? She knew what she was supposed to do, how she was supposed to do it, how she was supposed to do it, but she didn't know how it was going to ultimately happen. But she knew, damn it, it was going to happen, right? And here she has cancer. And it's like, what? Are you playing games with me, God? 
And it was an amazing thing when she got out of her own way to watch not only her dream completely fulfilled, but before the world beyond our wildest expectations in a period of 30 days. I think that there's, there's power in the surrender and the humility that can come through reconciling the disease that we have and the conflicts that we have internally, you know, and Jane's journey obviously is one of like, she was a follower of Jesus. She was a Christian. So like her faith really drove that process and, you know, and rest, all it did was it undergirded the existing faith that she already had and realized like, I'm not really in control here. Like as much as I think I am or want to be, that's right. And my expectations and the lies that I'm believing about who God is and how and what He does and how He loves me and how He's interacting with me, you know, those things were impediments to her being able to to do what she needed to do. So when she hit a point of surrender and, and humility and realizing that God is God and she is not, and you know that He is faithful and He is He will always come through. He's never not been faithful and. He's not going to stop being faithful right now, you know, with us and our circumstances and situations, you know, when she was hitting those milestones, like that was really when the freedom came. And with that freedom became the ability to, to lean into what God had for her instead of constantly being angry that God hasn't given her enough. And in our situations, you know, like, you know, I'm not a millionaire and you're not a millionaire. Like we, there's plenty of people who have gone through rest that haven't, you know, hit the pinnacle of, of worldly success nor is that her aim no, no, no. nor was it hers i might add it was not it was not her aim at all but the the lesson that we can learn is that when we do find the ability to navigate our internal conflicts which are often conflicts with ourselves and conflicts with god you know the transformation that can occur um is really the sky's the limit and you know like nobody's nobody's story is really going to be quite like jane's story and that's actually a good thing because, you know, in my view with, with my faith, like I believe the Lord has, has created us with very specific purposes and, and, and he wants to do amazing things in and through us and, and make us into, you know, the best version of ourselves that we can possibly be. And I think that what rest allows us to do is to start to get a framework around, okay, how do I even process the internal conflicts? How do I even identify that I have them? How do I work these things out? How do I think about them? How do I talk about them? And then how do I ultimately navigate them and overcome them? And most people don't ever get to the point where they realize that, you know, the problem lies inside of them, not necessarily outside of them, um, which is why we have, you know, in my mind, an epidemic of, you know, young people that are just constantly self-diagnosed or diagnosed by doctors as having anxiety. Anxiety, so, depression, disease. Anxiety, depression, disease. So what do, What are they doing? They're medicating. They're going to therapists twice a week. They're spending untold amounts of money to try to reconcile something that they don't understand. And they're looking to something outside of themselves to be able to, to remedy that. And now I'm not necessarily saying we have it within ourselves to fix ourselves necessarily. My faith doesn't, doesn't paint that picture perfectly. Like I believe that we need, you know, God's transforming power in, in, in our hearts, but God doesn't just swoop down and fix our lives like that and then run away, but rather it's a journey that we get to walk with him in reconciling these conflicts that are often a result of our disordered desires and our disordered priorities and our disordered lives. And I think that Jane's journey was a really like the amazing success story 
really just comes down to the, the decisions that you and I need to make on a daily basis of how can I reconcile the conflicts that I have within myself, within my relationships, and ultimately with God. I want to thank you. You what you just said is so beautiful. Here we are, we always show up to our staff meetings, to every project we conceive, everything we dream of is foundationally driven by three things. How many people can we help? How fast can we help them for the least amount of money? The only way for us to do what we did for Jane and what we've done for thousands of people over the last many years is make the information accessible so they can reach us when and if they need to. Because at the end of the day, we're all created beings. Laws of nature, self-evident truth, and our natural affections, our very anatomy bears witness of design. And that design is so fine-tuned for life to be sustained, right? And as we step into an understanding of what that looks like, spirit, soul, and body, we're a spirit that works through a soul, our mind, our heart, our will, our conscience, our feelings, and it manifests in our bodies Everything you just said is so important in the context of what we strive to do, because it's as a man thinks in his heart, so he is. So it's the individual that really has the power and the authority to, to reconcile healing for himself and to facilitate healing for himself. We've got to stop forfeiting, delegating that authority to an industry, to a government to an institution, to each other. We've got to take responsibility and understand that everything in your anatomy is striving to live. And somehow in the process of pain and suffering and dealing with all the messiness and dirt in our lives, right? Jane really came into agreement and into a profound understanding of those things. But what you said is so important because if Jane was with us right now, this was her dream. She wanted to reach the world with her music to facilitate this kind of healing. It's just because of her transparency, and she did go through that pilgrimage of rest that ultimately brought fulfillment to her dreams, that we, you and I can say this with so much conviction. No, everybody listening, be reckless about looking at yourself clearly, reconcile the bondage within your own heart so that external things don't enslave you. Because you'll become enslaved about the things you pursue. And if you do that, you're going to neglect the things that keep you in bondage. And to some extent, Jane reconciled that. And she said, no, 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 no. I don't want this. And I loved the word you used, surrender. She literally surrendered everything, thinking, what the heck am I doing? I'm striving, but I'm not abiding. And God calls us to abide. He says, the, the world is mine and everything in it. And when you have a clean heart and a pure hands, right, you're going to ascend into my presence and you're going to see this matrix that I've put in place of government, right? There's a government of the spiritual world, the government of your soul, the government of your body. And the consequence of that alignment is freedom. And really, that is the story of Nightbird. That's the story of the Nightbird Foundation. And if Jane was sitting here with us right now, that's what she would say to everyone listening.
you know, we started this conversation with, with the gift of rest. And as I'm thinking about it, I, I'm thinking initially, oh, you know, this is a great gift to give someone else, you know, but really, you know, at the end of the day, like it's a great gift to give yourself for Christmas. If I, if I can dare, you know, say you should spend money on yourself during Christmas time, because it's easy to think somebody else needs something and to just give them something to remedy whatever issue you think they have. So like, Oh, you know, one of my friends is really depressed. So let me buy them this package so that they can be less depressed. You know, when really, you know, like Jane's story, like my story, like your story, you know, it starts with ourselves. So the idea that maybe we should be the ones taking a look at our own lives and taking a look at our own disordered desires and in even our own conflicts that only empowers us to be able to help somebody else through the same thing as time goes on. Because at the end of the day, if, if I'm just being honest, if I have somebody in my life who has no context for any of this, and I haven't gone through and understood this process, and I just buy them this online module and then just say, hey, go fix yourself, the success rate on that's going to be very low. But if I can walk through it myself, and then I can say, hey, this was very impactful in my own life in XYZ ways, you know, the ability for us to transform communities and families and even the world, not to overstate it, you know, it's our spheres of influence, you know, the chances of us being able to actually affect real change and even generational change in our families and in our homes um, goes up. The ability for us to do it by not having to fly halfway across the country, not having to get a hotel room, not having to make sure that you, you know, show up every, every day to therapy or whatever you're doing. Like the ability for us to be able to do this at home with a group on our own in our rooms before we go to bed, whatever we're doing, you know, is a blessing uh, because the accessibility to this, that impediment is gone now. You know, the ability for us to, at a lower cost, on a larger scale, be able to bring a principle that's going to hopefully change somebody's outlook uh, is really an incredible thing. Well, do you know, I'm listening to you and I'm thinking Balenciaga. Ilota Volkova shook this nation to its core. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, go Google it if you can find anything. They've cleansed, they've stripped all kinds of access to information now through social media platforms. But I did do a podcast on it a few weeks ago. And it had to do with making decisions of conscience. We're living in unprecedented times. And I also think it's one of the best times in the entire world to be alive. Because 2022 years ago, right? We celebrate in a few weeks the life of this child that ushered in the era of rest. It was a child that lit up the world for all eternity. And his gift was what? Life. It was the promise of life that we would never taste death. And even though Jane passed away, she was never more alive than when she left time. You saw it, I saw it, and the world got a glimpse of it. And in honor of that, of her pilgrimage to rest, I didn't do anything. The team here, I simply wrote it, put the story in the context of a song that's called The Story I'll Tell. So if you go to YouTube and type in The Story I'll Tell, Virginia Dixon, or Nightbird, 
I think it the video pops up. We had almost a hundred thousand views or something. I don't know what it's at right now. I don't follow that stuff, but it was amazing. And I thought, what a beautiful month to have this conversation because you and I have a heart to reach everybody. That's our aim. We never in a million years thought that we would be doing it through this means because now rest has gone global. And so has, of course, Jane's music. And the podcast is going all over the world. We just got news that we're the top five in Spotify. And that's just one platform. And it's one of the most shared in mental health and wellness. So it's amazing what's happening. We could have never conceived of this. Okay. Because what you said is really important. We were never chasing the money. Either was Jane. She, she wasn't chasing the money. It wasn't the fame. It's the transformation that comes when the deepest desires of our heart and we have the courage and the strength and the conviction to live them out. It brings life and light and liberty and freedom to each other and to our spheres of influence, our communities, right? And it's in that spirit that we want people to understand and to step into rest and understand how accessible a deeper understanding of so many things is available to them through this. And I think it's in that spirit. I wanted to celebrate the life of Jane. I wanted to honor and recognize the life that we celebrate the transformed history, whether you believe Jesus of Nazareth was the son of Christ, as the son of God or not, that Jesus Christ, the Christ of Nazareth was the son of God or not, it doesn't matter. It's something that transcends our opinions, if you will. It's the truth supported by many historians and whatnot. But he ushered in the era of rest, the age of liberty where this power and this authority would be restored for man to really self-govern and have the strength and courage to live his from his deepest convictions in freedom and have a transformative influence in time. And therein lies the story of Nightbird. Therein lies the story of Jane. And because of her, I've gotten to know you, Mitchell, and our work continues, the dream continues, as will that of those who listen to us and grasp the immensity of what we're talking about and realize that ultimately their pilgrimage in time is with them and God. With the promise of freedom and the provision of liberty to self-govern. And that's Jane's story. And most people don't know the inner workings of that story like we do. Yeah. And and I think the, the beauty of that story is that it's not just Jane's story and it doesn't have to just be Jane's story moving forward. You know, it can no. be the story of, of everybody who's listening to this podcast. It's a, it can be the story of anybody who sees uh, these principles anywhere that they find them is that, you know, there's freedom to be had and there's liberty to be gained and there's the ability to be, uh, to finally have rest. And, and that's how and you step into your dreams. In, in a lot of ways, yes. Most of the time, just like in Jane's case, we get we need to get out of our own way and be able to to rest. And I think that the ability to do that is a blessing that God has given us. And I think that you know Jane's story and my story and your story and Natalie's story and Riley's story and all of these different people that we know that and transformed um, all really comes down to the fact that 
we've humbled ourselves, we've surrendered, we've diminished our ego, we've been able to take ownership of the decisions that we've made and the conflicts that we have, and we've been able to look at them through a new lens. And I think that's what this gift of rest allows us to do. And it's the fruit of suffering. We're perfected and we learn obedience through the things we suffer, and there's no getting around it. We come out of slavery through these desert experiences, and we suffer there. We, we, we have to see our own limitations and even the depravity of our own hearts there, right? And our own motives sometimes. And then through that, we step into freedom. And I'll tell you what, there's nothing more beautiful than freedom. That's why I always say healing is about freedom, not chasing a cure. And your sister stepped into that like, like nobody I've ever seen. So the beat goes on. Yeah, it does. Well, thanks so much for having me on. I appreciate you taking the time to let me be able to share a little bit about Jane, share a little bit about rest, share a little bit about even my journey and, you know, be able to help people get this gift uh, Christmas time. I love you, Mitchell. You're a brother. All right. Well, I love you too. I appreciate all you've done for us. And God will continue to do in and through us. God it's not the end. You. No, it's not. It's a right. beginning. That's right. Bye. All right, everyone, for updates about rest and this podcast, please visit our Instagram or Facebook, The Place of Rest. If you'd like more information about Virginia or to support and join the cause of rest, please go to virginiadixon.com forward slash collaborate or call 949-289-5935. Thank you for listening to Rest with Virginia Dixon. We'll see you next week. <laughs>